rude and insulted. Nobody knew better than she did that a 30-second commercial could take days to perfect. She'd fetched enough antacid tablets for Marvin and made enough conciliatory telephone calls to his wife to know. I'm an office manager, she repeated, somewhat piteously this time. And a damned good one, Marvin thundered. I don't know what we'd have done without you all this time. Shay looked back over the half-dozen years since she'd come to work for Marvin Reese. She had started as a receptionist, and the job had been so important to her that she'd made any number of mistakes in her attempts to do it well. Marvin had been kind, and his wife Jeannie had been a real friend, taking Shay out to lunch on occasion, helping her to find a trustworthy babysitter for Hank, reassuring her. In many ways, Jeannie Reese had been a mother to Shay during those harried, scary days of new independence. Rosamond, nobody had suspected that her sudden tendency toward forgetfulness and fits of temper was the beginning of Alzheimer's disease, had been living on a rancho in Mexico then, with her sixth and final husband, blissfully unconcerned with her daughter's problems. Now, sitting there in Marvin's spacious, well-appointed office, Shay felt a sting at the memory. She had telephoned her mother right after her ex-husband, Elliot, then principal of a high school in a small town in Oregon, had absconded with the school's sizable athletic fund and left his young and decidedly pregnant wife to deal with the consequences. Rosamond had said that she'd warned Shay not to marry an older man, hadn't she, and that she would love to send money to help out, but that that was impossible, since Eduardo had just bought a thoroughbred racehorse and transporting the beast all the way from Kentucky to the Yucatan Peninsula had cost so much. Shay? Shay wrenched herself back to the present moment and met Marvin's fatherly gaze. She knew then that, even without the bonus check, she would have agreed to be in his commercials. He had believed in her when she had jumbled important files and spilled coffee all over his desk and made all the salesmen on the floor screaming mad by botching up their telephone messages. He had paid for the business courses she'd taken at the junior college and given her regular raises and promotions. He was her friend. It's an offer I can't refuse, she said softly. It was no use asking for approval of the storyboards. Marvin's style, which made him a virtual legend among car dealers, left no room for temperament. Three years before, at Thanksgiving, he dressed up as a turkey and announced to the viewing public that Reese Motors was gobbling up good trade-ins. Marvin unearthed his telephone from underneath a mountain of paper and dialed a number. Jeannie, Shay's going to take over the commercials for me. Dust off your passport, honey. We're going on the trip. Shay rose from her chair and left Marvin's office for the sanctity of her own smaller one, only to be followed by a quietly delighted Richard. I have three of the four storyboards ready, if you'd like to look them over, he offered. Why does Marvin want me to do this? Shay complained belatedly. Why not one of the salesmen or some actor? Your agency has access to dozens of people. Richard grinned. You know that Marvin believes in the personal touch, Shay. That's what's made him so successful. You should be proud. He must regard you as practically a member of his family. There was some truth in Richard's words. Jeannie and Marvin had no children of their own, 
and they had included her and Hank in many of their holiday celebrations and summer camping trips over the past six years. What would she have done without the Reese's? She eyed the stacks of paperwork teetering in her in-basket and drew a deep breath. I have a lot to do, Richard, if you'll excuse me. The intercom buzzed, and Shay picked up her telephone receiver. Yes, Ivy, what is it? Ivy Prescott's voice came over the line. Shay, that new salesman Mike hired last Tuesday is, well, he's doing something very weird. Shay closed her eyes tightly, opened them again. With one hand, she opened the top drawer of her desk and rummaged for a bottle of aspirin and failed to find it. What exactly is he doing? He's standing in the front seat of that 65 Corvette we got in last month, making a speech. Standing. It's a convertible.